Welcome to Sound Advice with Phyllis Nichols. This podcast is for women and the men who love them who are determined to make a difference in the world. You'll hear from other women who followed their own path to success, who are willing to share what they've learned along the way. Be ready to laugh, learn, and be inspired. Who knows, your story could be next. Your host, Phyllis Nichols, will make sure you see the possibilities in your own life, and even better, give you proven strategies to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast. I'm Phyllis Nichols, your host, and I'm really excited about today's episode because I'm interviewing Carrie Wilkerson, also known as the Barefoot Executive. In case you don't know her, she is a best-selling author, an international speaker, an award-winning podcaster, and a sought-after radio guest. Carrie's been featured on CNN and Fox Business News, and she was named by Forbes as a small top business influencer. She's consulted with the marketing and launch teams of Dr. John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar, Google Small Business, as well as other influential business leaders and business strategies and current trends. Carrie enjoys helping ordinary people live extraordinary lives, and she's genius at connecting with her audience. She truly is gracious when she shares her experiences, and I appreciate her what you see is what you get approach. Carrie really lives her truth. She comes from a place of authentic experience. She helps her clients build the business they need so they can live the life of their dreams, and she's an expert at helping connect the dots between your why and your do. I love the way she puts that. Carrie's style is fun, inspiring, and sometimes she can be the tough love coach you need. You can find her at CarrieWilkerson.com and on social media under Carrie Wilkerson as well. I'll have links on the website and a link to her book, The Barefoot Executive, on the Sound Advice Sales uh, site and the podcast notes. Thanks again for joining us. I had a great time talking with Carrie, and I know you'll enjoy hearing her sound advice and strategies for winning in business and in life. Thank you for joining us in the Sound Advice Podcast with Phyllis Nichols. We have a great guest today. On the line with me is Carrie Wilkerson of Barefoot Executive Fame. Hi, Carrie. Hi. How are you today, Phyllis? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Well, I'm so glad that you're here today. The first question that I always ask to start the podcast is to have you share a piece of sound advice that has really been meaningful to you in your life. Hmm. Okay. So at my age, that probably has evolved with every season, every age and <laughs> stage of kids and my business. But I will say probably most meaningful that I have to redirect myself on the most, but that I think everyone can relate to is to be present. Wherever you are, be there. When you're working on your business, be present and be there. And don't be feeling guilty about the laundry or the house or the kids or the anything that's not done. And when you're with your family or your friends, be there. And when you're with in the garden or running or doing whatever feeds your spirit, be there. When we are not present and engaged with where we are, when everything bleeds together, there's never a break. There's never a mental line. There's never margin and there's never a breath. 
So I think that's probably the best advice. And like I said, I have to repeat it to myself often. I have to remind myself to be present and not to be multitasking. But I think that's probably the most meaningful and the most impactful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, that's very good advice. I think it's something that a lot of people find challenging. Is there any strategy or technique that you use that helps you be present? I know that's something I, I struggle with as well, feeling like you know, I need to sort of be all be doing a number of things sometimes. Is there something that you find that works well for you? Oh, yeah. When you're, when you're really trying to be off or be with your family or do your hobbies or exercise or whatever it is, seriously, leave the devices alone. Put, leave it in the car, leave it in your purse, leave it. I, and I know that sounds silly, but the, the checking right. the one quick email or looking up your Facebook ad stats or, you know, <laughs> it, it all pulls you into a rabbit hole. And, and the kids or your friends don't care if it's important. They, they want to be what's important right then. And, um, you know, it's about mindfulness, really. And so if we can put the devices aside for that time, which I demand that of my kids, too. You know, let's put the devices away so you can focus on me. So then it's not fair for me to sit there and have mine if they are having to put theirs away and focus. So that's one thing. The other thing, and this will sound too easy, Phyllis, and that's to, fo- to uh, schedule it. Schedule your segmented time, multitasking, the teaching of multitasking and our attempts at multitasking have sucked us into this crazy, busy overlappedness all the time, all those made-up words I just used. And, and so if we schedule this is going to be exercise, this is going to be uh, commute time with the kids, this is going to be whatever it is, if you mm-hmm. schedule it, then you give yourself permission to, to put the other stuff aside, here's an example, and I do this with my clients a lot and also with myself. Um, I was talking to a colleague this morning, and I said, you know, I'm really excited about XYZ Project, but the fact is I'm not giving it any mental energy or writing any notes on it or starting to plan it or think about it until quarter two. April 1, I give myself permission to start focusing on that, putting some energy towards that. Right now, I am really, really focused on the things I have scheduled for quarter one. So as entrepreneurs and as women especially, our brains are so busy that Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to pull it out of your brain, put it on paper, and then put it on the calendar for another day. So give yourself permission Go Scarlett O'Hara with it. Think about it tomorrow. Think about it next month. Think about it when you need to think about it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be right now. Right now, we need to focus on what's moving us towards our goals most quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's terrific. And I, I appreciate you being so candid. I know that you're super busy, and, and, and all of us are, but is there a scheduling, and I, I'm a big fan of scheduling and lists and those kinds of things as well, which really kind of help me stay on track. Is there a, a process that you use when you're scheduling, or do you sort of fill it in by priority? How does that work for you? Yeah, so I started this probably in 1998, and yes, I did just say 19. I am that old. Um, I'll be 44 this year around this trip around the sun uh, on my next birthday. And when my older two were little bitty, I -hmm. started on Sunday night scheduling for the week. Now, obviously, I keep a month-long calendar and an ongoing calendar, but Sunday night I was able to say when when our lessons, Mm -hmm. 
when is carpool, when is church, when is, you know, when are doctor's appointments. For those of you that don't know my story, my older two are adopted siblings, and they were toddlers, and they had a lot of therapy appointments and a lot of doctor's appointments right away. And so I literally had to put, those were my big rocks in the jar at that point of my life. I had to put those in first because those were not going to wait. And then I had to schedule around that. So I I print out like a spreadsheet and for the week and I'll, I'll highlight what has to go where so that I know where my pockets of time are so that I know um, where I can fit in the business activity or fit in the, you know, personal study or personal reading or whatever that looks like. Even if you have a TV show, I mean, I'm not totally anti-TV. If you have a TV show, put it on the schedule so that you know, number one, how much time you're spending doing that, and number two, that you don't plan over it. So I like to plan on Sunday night so I get kind of a snapshot for the week and also mm-hmm. so that I can see if I've overscheduled myself. If there's no margin on Sunday night, you're not giving yourself any time for emergencies to come up, for things to be rescheduled, for right. things to, for life to happen, for a kid to be right. sick, for, you know, you have to give yourself some margin for the emergencies. The people that are in constant crisis are the ones that never give themselves margin. So I think it's a balance of scheduling and also leaving some room for flow. And then I do have things on my Google Calendar, you know, online so that I can look it up in my phone, but my virtual assistant really doesn't like me to put my own things on my calendar because I'm not great with all the time zones and I'm not great with looking at the bigger picture. So I do tend to just send her an email, all audio you know, to text if I'm driving, I'll audio to email her and I'll say, Karen, please schedule dance recital, you know, blah, 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 so that she can give me a heads up when things are getting too busy or are you sure you're doing a business trip that week? Katie has a dance recital and Lily has a tumble showcase, you know, those kind of things. So I do have her help me some, um, but that helps. I use a call scheduler for my clients so that they can have access Mm -hmm. to my appointment calendar. They don't have access to my whole calendar. They have access to my appointment calendar. I use schedule once for that, schedule O-N-C-E for that. So if you do a lot of client work or book appointments, that just kind of takes the middleman out. I set up my prearranged client blocks. They go in and claim it. It sends them an email. It sends them a reminder. It sends me a reminder. And I know, you know, where to be when. And that kind of protects those times. But um, that's kind of what I do. And then I'm a little old school. So I print out uh, about three months of my Gmail calendar at a time and carry it around in my journal with me and in my purse so that I can handwrite notes on it so that I can, um, you know, I can analog. You know, I have to have some analog right. too because digital stuff slips by me. So this helps me know if a kid says, hey, so-and-so is playing on a slumber party on such and such a date, I can whip out that calendar, see what it looks like, then I'll send the note to, you know, make sure and put it on the digital calendar later. It also helps me look at, you know, interviews at a glance, launches, right. when the, right. when things are going on sale as far as, you know, in my own business and that kind of thing. So it, it just helps me. So I guess I have a backup system for my backup system. I do not operate 100% digitally. I could, but to me, I think it's it's the same with money. Time is such a spendable resource, and when we operate with just a digital debit card with our time, it doesn't 
it's not as valuable when we see it in our hands, when we actually have to write things on it, when we actually see the days disappear like we do cash mm-hmm. out of our wallet. I think mm-hmm. it, beco- it becomes more tangible to us. Yeah, absolutely. And and thank you so much for sharing that. That's, I do a little bit like you do. I, I, I'm a real fan of pen and paper and, and those sorts of things, but scheduling. Um, and I've learned, I'm sure you do this too with your client time, but I've sort of learned to block activities. For example, yes. I only do podcast recordings on Tuesdays, you know, because yep. it's an activity that's really challenging to stop and start and stop and start and that sort of thing. Right. So, right. um, absolutely, yeah. um, I teach that a lot, is blocking and batching like the pioneer women did, right? They made all their bread right. on the same day. They did all their laundry on the same day. Um, and I started that actually on accident when my older two were little. They're now 20 and 18. So oh my. my older two, um, yeah, they were the babies when I started. I also have an 8- <laughs> and 11-year-old now. So we're all over right. the map over here. But I started <laughs> doing Tuesdays and Thursdays for calls and interviews and income-producing time when they were little. And why is that? Well, that's because that's when they were in Mother's Day Out, was Tuesday and Thursday from 9 to 2. That was my only work time that I had. So then after they went to regular school, I thought, well, Tuesday, Thursday really is a good flow for me. Let's let's stick with that. So I, I tend to do all my client work before noon because my energy is best before noon mm-hmm. and I tend to do Tuesdays and Thursdays for interviews for those kind of things um, because my and now my younger two are in a charter school and they only attend Tuesday and Thursday and I homeschool Monday Wednesday and Friday so Tuesday and Thursday oh, wow. is still my primary work day I know so so blocking and batching is huge and important um, I tend to do videos Sunday afternoon why is that well because I'm already cute for church so I come <laughs> home I already have makeup and hair and clothes and you know oh, I'm, you're not, cute all the time. I'm not oh thank you well I do dress every day I do you know but I don't do vi- video video makeup is a little different everybody knows you know video does. makeup yeah. and is a little different, but you know when you look at those natural flows of things don't work against your energy work with your energy and work with your schedule and I think your flow will be much better. You have a lot less less resistance in my opinion. That's terrific input. And I I love part of that too is just sort of being aware and listening to yourself and paying attention mm-hmm. to, you know, things like your energy level and those sorts of things. I think a lot of times there's an instinct or a desire to sort of want to power through. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um I think so, you know, it might not always be uh, serving us the best. Right, right. I totally agree. And when I found that when I, I can do interviews afternoon and my energy is fine because you're thinking at a different level than when mm-hmm. you're working on client business. But right. I found that when I was working with clients in the afternoon, my mind was a little slower. My, I was more distracted from the other things that had already happened that day and worried about going to pick up the kids on time, you know, those kind of yeah. things. So interviews right. are better for me typically in the afternoon if I need to. Client work in the morning, writing, of course, is better for me typically at first thing in the morning or last thing at night because I'm a storyteller. So at, the, at nighttime, I have a lot more stories uh, of things that have happened in the day that are still fresh. So, yeah, I think paying attention to your energy is really smart. Yes, I'm a huge advocate of pushing through resistance, meaning I don't want to get up and get dressed. Well, come on, sister, suck it up. We weren't, yeah. we weren't born cute, not rich, so we got to get up. <laughs> we got to get up and get the job done. 
We need to power through PMS. We need to power through what we don't want to do. We need to power through right. fear. Yes, yes, yes. But that being said, we can work with our natural energy. And if you don't have any natural energy, you've got to figure that out first. You've got to figure out what you're fueling your body with, when you're resting, what you're eating, what kind of vitamins you're taking, when you need to time your supplements. You know, this is something I'm even teaching my college kids. She, um, she gets in that big cycle of a week of gray time. You know, and I'm trying to teach her, you know, when you're cycling or when, when it's January for Pete's sake and you're in the snow and the gray, some of that is really natural physiologically. So what do you do? Right. You turn on the lamps, you take extra vitamin D, you drink citrusy things, you double mm-hmm. up on your water and you take extra vitamin D. You can, you can hack your physiology a little bit, but then also know where to work within it naturally. It, it's, as women, we're so self-aware, or we should be so self-aware, that mm-hmm. we can, can hack and push through without forcing it. I think maybe that's the difference. Yeah, that's terrific insight. And you, before we go, I, I want to just touch base. You mentioned writing, and um, I'm a fan of your writing. I've read your book and enjoyed it, and uh, there will be a link for people if they haven't uh, d- done that yet. They should. Um, but where did you, how did you fit writing in? I'm so curious to know because I know how busy you are. Um, where did you fit <laughs> writing a book into all of the activities that you're doing? Hey, well, you know, um, <laughs> Writing is its own thing, and when you're writing as well as running a business, it's hard. It's a challenge. I I never would have said it was as big of a deal as it was, and I'll just be honest that a lot of people, a lot of the big, big business authors, that's either their only thing is writing right. or they have mm-hmm. a ghost working with them. I mean, mm-hmm. just bottom line, I had so many people say, oh, really? You're writing your own? I mean, they just couldn't believe it. And and it was a challenge, but I'll tell you my my secret is that most of my book was taken from speaking the spoken word. Okay. So classes that I taught, speeches that I gave, audios that I did while I was doing other things, and then my sure. mom is a transcriptionist, so she literally types every word that comes out of my mouth, bless her heart. Um, she did the only parts of the book that I sat down and typed – were the intro and the closing. Everything else came from words that I said that then we had them transcribed and then we manipulated them, massaged them, so to speak. Right. I really hate that writing term, but it is what it is. Um, right. So that is how, that's how I did the Barefoot Executive. Now, my next book is really coming more from the pen, so to speak. And it will be compiled of things you see on Facebook that I write that resonate with people, things that I Mm -hmm. put on my blog. Those are really like test chapters and test topics that then I will pull those and flesh those out a little more. So the next one really is straight from heart to page instead of the how-to, the business stuff. And, and And how will I get that done? That will be setting aside time every morning in front of the typewriter, so to speak. I mean, that will really just be a discipline time. It will be something that I have to do. Whereas last time I kind of fit it in, spoke it out, right. and then worked around it. This next time it really will just be part of my every day. Oh, wow. Well, that's great. Well, you'll have to let us know when that's going to be coming out. I'll, I'm there. I'll look forward to it. 
Thank you. I'm pretty excited about that one. It's going to be called The Resilience Factor, How to Keep on Keeping on When Life Isn't Going as Planned. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I've been seeing the word resilience um, a lot lately, so um, that's very timely, I think, and, and I can't wait to see it. Um, thank you for spending time with us today. Really quickly before we go, if there's somebody who's listening, you've given us a lot of great information today, but if they're just sort of in a place where they'd really like to up their game a little bit and they're, and they're struggling with that, is there one little piece that you'd like to leave, uh, leave the audience with today? You know, I think that my, my hashtag is carry on, spelled like my name, and, and that really yeah. does have to go to resilience. I think so many times we tend to think I'll either do it later or why should I do that? Why, why me? You know, I don't need to play a bigger game. I'm not equipped or worthy or qualified or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and guys, if there's any, any gift that I can give you, I will just say why not you? You know, why – why wouldn't it be you? Because you can resonate with your audience in a way nobody else can. I have a way of resonating with my audience in a way nobody else does. Um, he and she and everyone that has an audience is because they're using their own unique style, their own unique experiences. That's why you were gifted those experiences, those children, mm-hmm. those gifts, those talents, is so that you can resonate in and serve in that one way. So I would say... First and foremost, stop doubting yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, then you stay in the space of somebody like Phyllis or like me that will believe in you until you can believe in yourself. Oh, that's terrific. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I will definitely have uh, links to all your information on the website. Perfect. And um, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Carrie. Thanks, Phyllis. Y'all have an amazing day. You too. Till next time, have fun, be you, and share your sound advice with the world. For more info and show notes, or to connect with Phyllis, go to soundadvicesales.com or on Facebook at Sound Advice Sales.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.